0: narayanam namaskrtya narayanam namaskrtya namam chayana roktamam narayanam namam nashta prayeshu abhadreshu bhagavata sevaya Bhaktivinoda
1: Krishnaya
0: Vasudevaya प्रणीतम with नवै विदुरर्षयो I uh-huh. do Chinese. Okay. Sakshat, directly, directly. Bhagavat, by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Pranitam, enacted. Na. Na. Na, not. Na. Why? Why? Indeed. Indeed. Viduhu they, they know Rishayata, Rishayata. the great Rishi such, such as Guru. Na, Api. Api Also, also. Devaha Deva. the, the demigods Na, Na. 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 Siddha Mukhyaha the, the, the chief leaders of Siddha Loka Asura, Asura. Asura. The demons, demons. Manushya, Manushya. 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 The, inhabitants of Bhur Loka. the inhabitants of Bhur Loka The human beings, the human beings. Kutaha Where No no. Indeed, Indeed. Vidyadhara The lesser demigods known as Vidyadhars Charana, Charana. The, residents the, the residents of the planets where people Are by nature great musicians, are nature great musicians. And singers, singers. Adayaha Adayah. Adayah. and, so and so on Translation and by the Vedanta, Progarchila, 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 Progarchila. The translation: by divine Real religious principles are enacted by the supreme personality of Godhead. Although fully situated in the mode of goodness, even the great rishis who occupy the topmost planets cannot ascertain the real religious principles. Nor can the demigods or the leaders of Siddhaloka to say nothing of the asuras, ordinary human beings, vidyadharas and charanas. When challenged by the Vishnu Dutas to describe the principles of the religion, the Yamduta said, pranihito dharma The religious principles are the principles enacted by the Vedic literature. They did not know, however, that the Vedic literature contains ritualistic ceremonies that are not transcendental, but are meant to keep pace and order of materialistic persons in the material world. Real religious principles are nistrayonya about the three modes of the material nature or transcendent. The Yamadutas did not know these transcendental religious principles and therefore when prevented from arresting the they were surprised. Materialistic persons who attach all their faith to the Vedic rituals are described in the Bhagavad Gita 242, wherein Krishna says Vedavadaratha parthananyat asti vadinaha. The supposed followers of the Veda say that there is nothing beyond the Vedic ceremonies. Indeed, there is a group of men in India who are very fond of the Vedic rituals, not understanding the meaning of these rituals, which are intended to elevate one gradually to the transcendental platform of knowing Krishna, Vedaistha Sarvaya, "Ahameva Vidya. Those who do not know this principle, but who simply attach their feet to the Vedic rituals are called Vedavadarataka. Herein, it is stated that the real religious principle is that which is given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That principle is stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Sarvadharman mamekam sharanam sharanampaccharam One should give up all other duties and surrender unto the lotus feet of Krishna. That is the real religious principle everyone should follow. Even though one follows Vedic scriptures, one may not know this transcendental principle for it is not known to everyone. To say nothing of human beings, even the demigods in the upper planetary systems are unaware of of it. This transcendental religious principle must be understood from the supreme personality of God directly or from his special representative as stated in the next verses. Om Agnana Timirandhasya Gnana Janashadakaya Jakshubanmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manodhishtam Sthapritam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahiyam Dadate Svapadandikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yudha Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishna Vamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan tam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhu Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakham Vitaamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpade Gopesa Gopita Kanta Radha Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Rishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranavami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhyascha, Kripa Sindhubhyayavacha, Patitanam Pavanevyo, Vaishnavedhyo Namo Namaha, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Galathara, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrindha. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, welcome all of you to this discussion. Uh, this is a very famous verse. Prabhupada has quoted it so many times and senior Vaishnavas have quoted it many, many times. So it's been my um, fortune to even uh, read this and speak about it. So, before even we start discussing, uh, I would like to mention that Srimad Bhagavatam is so glorious that uh, when was Srimad Bhagavatam written? By Vedavyasa? Was it the first Korana or the last Korana? It was the last but what's interesting, in the Agni Purana, when Vedavyaasa was writing Agni Purana, there, actually, Veda Vyasa already mentioned Srimad Bhagavata. He writes, Arthoyam Brahma Sutranam Bharata Artha Vihirnaya Gayatri Dhasya Ruposa Vedartha Pariprimmitaha Grantho Shodasha Sahasrashaha sah- Srimad Bhagavata Adhima Bhagavata Adhivita Bhagavata Adhivita so, uh, Vedavyasa is writing the glories of Bhagavatam in the Agni Purana itself. He says, Arthoyam Brahma Sutranam. This Srimad Bhagavatam is the culmination of Brahma Sutras. Arthoyam. The entire meaning of Brahma Sutra is there in Srimad Bhagavatam. Bharatartha Vindranaya. Nirnaya means Mahabharata. Mahabharata also is an assembly of the entire Vedic knowledge, is Mahabharata. Uh, That is why Bhagavad Gita is a part of Mahabharata. So the Nirnaya means the ultimatum of Mahabharata is written in Bhagavatam. Gayatri Dhasya Ruposa. The language that is used in Srimad Bhagavatam, that is why you will find it amazing. Sometimes when you read Bhagavad Gita, the Sanskritam is very easy to understand. But the Sanskritam in Bhagavatam is a little difficult. The words are never heard of. In fact, there are certain words in Bhagavatam which is never used in any Vedas, any Puranas. Those are the words used. So they are exquisite or explicitly used in Bhagavatam. Why? Because this is Dayatri Bhashav. Uh, Vedavyasa says, this is written in the Dayatri Bhashav. Vedartha Paribhrimhita. It is, uh, you know, they, in English they use the word brim. What is brim? Up to the surface. Fill. It is coming from some script. Paribhrimhita. It is filled with Vedartha. It is meant by the culmination of Vedas. Grantho Shodasha Shahastrasaya means it is it is containing shodasha sahasra it is containing how many verses ashtadasha sorry not shodasha grantho ashtadasha So, he sent 18000 verses uh, so he is already introducing 18000 verses in the agni purana so whether says about this. so therefore we have to understand what dharmaraja yama dharma raja is telling or preaching to the yamadutas is actually a culmination of the entire Vedic literature. So therefore uh, that is why Bhagavatam is so glorious. And uh, Vedavyas has already said in the purana that, that this will contain Ashtadarsha 18,000 verses and it will be called as Bhagavatam Now, what we are seeing in this section is confusion of the Yamadutas because Yamadutas had gone to pick up Ajamina, because he is, he is a sinful person, and they were stopped by four authorities, beautiful looking authorities, and but so they knew when, when they asked. So it was uh, given in the first chapter. If you see the first chapter of this canto. Uh, there is a interaction between the Vishnu Dutas and the Yamadutas, and when the Yamadutas are stopped by the Vishnu Dutas. Uh, the Dutas ask them, do you know Adi, what is Vedic principles and what is not? You have come and caught the wrong person. So then the Yamadutas actually explain, and that's what Ropada quotes in the Yamadut Yamaduta yamadu poochhu vedap parit pranihito dharmo ki adharmas tadvi parayaya vedo narayanas sakshat swayambhur iti sushruma They are saying that Vedap parini and they are Sakshak Narayana. So the Yamadudas knew that Vedas are Sakshak Narayana. But there is a problem here. That's why Prabhupada mentions about Veda That is why there is confusion. Confusion with by the, 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 the Demigas, confusion by the Yamadudas, and the confusion continues eternally. Even what to talk of humans, Manushyaha from the whole The confusion is they thought Vedas are narayana Narayana but they thought Narayan is just to apply the Vedas. Our, our boss who is Yam- Yamaraj is still the ultimate boss. So the job of Narayan is to apply the Vedic principles. So therefore he's applied, he set the framework is almost like the operational manager, C-O-O, operational executive of the world, of the cosmos. But the ultimate decisive or decisive authority is my boss who is Yamaraj. Because he is the one who punishes, who punishes and who awards. Yamaraj does both things, you see. Yamaraj doesn't only punish sinful souls, but pious souls also come to him. They are sent to heaven and the sinful souls are sent to the head. So he does this uh, judgment. So they were thinking that my boss is the biggest boss because he is the ultimate decisive authority. But they have a confusion here because they are seeing Vedas merely as a ritualistic book. This is the problem. When we see Vedas as just a book, reading, understanding it by reading the sections and clauses and understanding it theoretically, we cannot understand the ultimate purpose of the Vedas Vedartha Nirnaya that is what Shebhan Bhagavatam was and what has happened here, when they returned back, they were very angry so when Devangar Maharaj also was saying actually when they came they were very angry how come they stopped us, we were about to catch this person, he was a he was a Mujrim, he was a convict. we had to catch but these people came and stopped us so it seems like we don't have, they cut the rope, you know, they put a nose around this guy and they cut the rope, they said you are not supposed to catch, catch him, can you please, please there is a door, no, they were shown the door, so they were very angry, how come we didn't have any authority to stop these guys, so they were, they were angry and questioning, it is said in Vishnu Purana that Yamadutas asked, when he asked, when he came to know about the issue, he calls them nearby and he starts mentioning to them in the ear, because it seems that were, Yam, Yamaraj himself was very afraid that what his disciples have done is actually a mistake. So he might have been bereft of his seat if the Lord comes to know about his mistake. You see, he's gone and taught a devotee who stamped the name of the Lord. So Yamaraj said, it is said that he whispered to the Yamadotas that why did you even go there? You are not supposed to go there. Why were you in that compound? You are not even supposed to step into the compound. So what is happening now? That there is a Srimad Bhagavatam class happening there. Yamuraj is giving a bhagavatam class to Amarukas now. So let me explain to you what is the who is the real boss. And they had asked this in the 10th verse. Now we are reading 19. In the 10th verse, also they had asked this question to say, we want to know who is the boss. We want to know who is the ultimate authority. It seems that your authority doesn't work anymore. These four people were seeming, seemingly higher than your authority. So please explain to us. Now, this confusion of the Yamadutas, if you really see, Prabhupada has written up, there is a book called Dharma also. There is a small book called Dharma if you read it. There is always a confusion between what is dharma and what is adharma. See, Adharma, there is only one type of adharma. Anything that is not done according to the, the scriptural induction, that is Adharma. But dharma, again, there are two types, two classifications of dharma. Under dharma itself, there are two. Uh, Prabhupada classifies one as swadharma and one as para, paradharma or paradharma huh? swadharma means that which is relevant to me huh? now when I say dharma means again the, the term dharma itself is very uh, interesting because dharma also, dharma has so many connotations to it, dharma means the goal of life, huh? dharma means the activities one has to do dharma means uh, what is the uh, dharma means the my responsibility or my social duty dharma also means religion in today's parlance. dharma also means religiosity so there are so many connotations to this term dharma so all of these connotations come into the classification of swadharma what is swadharma? swadharma means in whatever circumstance and social uh, framework I am I have uh, got a specific duty to perform that is my swadharma for example if there are children here going to school, they are chhatra, they are students. So therefore, they execute chhatra dharma or shishya dharma. You see, chhatra is very interesting. Chhatra is chhatra chaya, they say. See, chhatra means one who is under the shelter of the spiritual master. That's so why it's called chhatra in English. See, the words also have very deep etymology. So the students have their dharma. The parents have their dharma. And as a, as a boy, I have a different dharma. As a parent, I have a different dharma. As a Vritha, I have a different dharma. As an Australian, I have a different dharma. So see, the dharma or or the swadharma changes, based on my social setting. But there is a dharma which doesn't change, which is called Paradharma. Now what is that dharma? So the the whole idea is that everybody is confused between these two dharmas only. What is Paradharma and what is Swadharma? That is the whole crux of the understanding. And that is what... The Yamadudas are also confused about. It. Even though they are in the knower of the Vedas. So here so the question, question and answer session is going on. So they ask the question to Yam Yamraj, Tam Tam S de Vedikum in Chamo, Yadino, Manyasek ksham- Sham, Naray Rityeti, Abhiade, Maghay Itti, Jutam. As soon as the sinful Ajamila uttered the name Narayana, these four beautiful men immediately arrived and reassured him saying do not fear we are there and we wish to know about your lordship if you think they are able to understand. Kindly describe us about them. We see this current confusion is continuing even today. We have so many dharmas. We have Muslim dharma, Islam dharma, Hindu dharma, Sikh dharma, Jain dharma. There is constant fight. Who is the greatest, which is the greatest dharma? My dharma is the greatest, your dharma is the greatest. If you don't worship Lord Ganapati, then you are abandoned. If you don't worship Vishnu, you are abandoned. If you don't worship Krishna, so there is always a first for fight. There is contradictions between all of these dharma, huh? And uh, even in the so-called uh, material existence, there is dharma of a boss, there is dharma of an employee. The boss has to do his dharma to make the employee work like anything, work like a donkey. But uh, the employee, the donkey employee also thinks, how, how come this guy is making me work, so let me cheat him in some way. So there is paraspar contradictions of the Swadharma going on in this material world as well. Huh? Take for example, uh, shastra say, well, Hindu dharma says, cow killing is a dharma. Huh? But the so-called Islam dharma says, cow killing is dharma. Kill the talks. There is confusion. Everywhere there is a confusion. Whether the confusion is in the scriptures, or whether the confusion is in the minds of the pursuers of the scriptures that is not, that is a problem what to talk of disparate dharmas even the pursuers of Vedas, they also do not know what is dharma and what is adharma. we see in the example where Krishna Krishna had a pastime when Krishna and Gopas were hungry Krishna said can we go to the brahmana's house and get some food And the Gopas go to the Brahmanas and the Brahmanas are doing Vedic sacrifices and the Gopas say, Krishna and Badrama are here, we are all with them, we are hungry, can please send us some food. But the Brahmanas get very angry, the rituals are not finished, we have not done the Puranahuti, the final operations into the fire and you have come to ask the food, get lost. Don't come until, the, until everything is done. When the prasadam is uh, when we call, ring the bell, you can come and then sit in the thing Then we will serve you, prashadam. Not now, get lost. You see? And then when they go back to Krishna, uh, they say, the Brahmanas grow us back. Krishna, you told us they'll leave us food. Krishna said, him, by the way, where did you go? We said we went to the Brahmanas. Then, then Krishna says, No, oh, that's a mistake you did. You, I told you to go to the house and ask it from the gopis, the Brahman, the Brahmana's wives. Not the Brahmanas, you did the wrong thing, you went to the Brahmanas. Now you go and ask them to the wives of the Brahmanas. So then Krishna, the Gopas again go and ask the wives of the Brahmanas. The moment the wives of the Brahmanas here, Krishna is hungry, everything in the house was emptied. They gave up everything to Krishna and the Gopas and they happily came back. You see, here there are Brahmanas who are executing according to the scriptural injunction, Vedic sacrifices. But they do not know what is the purpose of those sacrifices. because. Following dharma, it is just not mere activity. That is why Prabhupada did not call this movement, Society of Krishna Bhaktas. He called it Society of Krishna Consciousness. So that is why, it is not the activity which we do that is important, but the consciousness with which any activity is done. The purpose of that activity is very important. Here the Brahmanas did not know the purpose of the activity. They, They were doing the Vedic rituals. Krishna asked the oblations. He personally has sent, now give me your oblations. That will complete your yagna. But they did not understand. They thought putting it in the fire was the completion of the yagna. So even the followers of the Vedas do not know what is right, what is wrong. That is why Chaitanya charitamrita Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, mm-hmm. Dvaite Bhadra Bhadra Jnana Sabha Manodharma Yei Bhala Yei Mandha Yei Sabha He says, whatever one follows as dharma in this material world, it is all yay manodharma. Sava manodharma. Manodharma means what? Everybody is following according to their mental concoction. Full stop. Why? Because even the people who are studying scriptures, most of the times we do not know what the scripture is trying to tell us. We only take what we want to understand from the scriptures. Think about it. When we read the scripture, I will read, but understanding is based on my capacity to understand. So I only understand what I want to understand, not what the scriptures want to tell me. That's very important. So one has to become blank before they read this, or one has to take the mercy of Srivaprabhu. That's why we say, Om Agnyana Diverandas. Yesterday, uh, Anirudh Prabhu was mentioning that, blank, one has to be blank, Omar, I am from the darkest ignorance. If I don't position myself in that position, I will not, the scriptures do not reveal to me. So therefore, that is a that is the problem about the scriptures. Again in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Prabhupada writes, actually all the scriptures are telling only one thing. What is that? What is that one thing that the scriptures, be it Vedas, Mahabharata, Puranas, Itihasas, Pancharatras, everything is telling about one thing only. What is that one thing? The no. Devotion service. Correct. About Hari Sarvatra Giyate. Vede cha Ramane chaiva Quranye Bharata Bharate dhaka Aadav antye cha madhye cha Hari Sarvatra Giyate. Everything is talking about Hari only. But the problem is all other scriptures except Shri Bhagavatam, they talk indirectly. They won't give us Krishna directly. They hide it. They hide that for some reason. That's why Krishna says this knowledge is very very durable about. Uh, Prabhupada writes here, this is very secretive knowledge. When we say secretive, what do you mean by secretive knowledge? Secretive doesn't mean it is hidden in the cave and locked. Secretive means this knowledge is not accessible either by the body, either by the mind, either by the intelligence. It has to be understood at the level of the spirit otherwise this knowledge becomes inaccessible. It cannot be accessed just by reading the book. It has to be understood and assimilated at the level of the spirit. So that is the understanding of secret. Secretive doesn't mean that it is written in Morse code that you got to decipher the code. That is not secret. Secret means you read it, but you can't understand it. So it has to open up. The scripture has to open up to us. So that is the secret. Now, when we do this, if we take a step back and observe the society, you see, one unique thing about the society is, in the same society, we are talking about the same society, we all follow rules, is it not? In the government, uh, <laughs> His Holiness Devandit Maharaj was mentioning it in the class last Sunday uh, that every one of us follow rules, whether we know it or not, we still follow rules. Like we have to follow the driving rules, the speed limits we have to follow. So, by by hook or crook, we have to follow or be under the jurisdiction of the law. Uh, we might say we are great, but we are still bound by the law. Uh, we can't park here. you know not park beyond one hour, you know, you know there is another Yamadhanta will come here. <laughs> $90 fine, you see, difficult, We come with this machine. So, everywhere in the same society, humans follow rules and regulations. That means, it is natural for a person to follow rules and regulations, is it not? As a principle, it is true for a same society, you have to follow rules. The problem is, when we have to follow rules, we do not know what is the real purpose of following these we keep it at a mundane level. We have to elevate it to a paradharma level. Swadharma, say, you are from swadharma, we have to come to the level of paradharma. So that is why in the scriptures, it is said, uh, real dharma or the real purpose of the dharma, we have to understand. Prabhupada says there are two dharmas. Prabhupada classifies it in a different way. Prabhupada classifies the two dharmas are Pashudharma and Manavadharma. Pashudharma means Aharamidra Bhaya Maithunamstra one who is just doing activities, eating, sleeping, waiting, defending and they are leading their life very nicely for keeping these four goals. The next one is Manavadharma or Manushya Dharma. Manava means Mana. Mana is a dathau of Jnana. Mana means Jnana. Jnana means what? The knowledge about the Lord, the knowledge about the self. Manushya or manava means one who knows who he is and one who knows what is his purpose of existence. He is a manava, he is a manushya. That is his dharma. That is why the quality of a jiva. That's why ma, Mahaprabhu. Maha what did he say? What is the sobhava of the Jiva? Jiva is Varupah. Krishna nitya das. That is our dharma. Prabhupada says dharma means the eternal occupation of a jiva. Now, when you read this line, it's very interesting. Eternal occupation of the jiva. What does it mean, eternal occupation? What do you mean by eternal occupation? Yes, good. But what, is, what do you mean by eternal occupation? But what is the meaning of eternal? Eternal means that which doesn't change. So we saw swadharma, that changes when I was a student, it was student dharma. When I am married, it was pati dharma, patni dharma, grihastha dharma. Sannyasa Dharma There are so many dharmas in this material world And it changes all the time But eternal means That which doesn't change At any point in time It is is dynamic But at the same time constant So it is eternal That's what the meaning of eternal means Is it not So the the dharma Dharma is eternal dharma And Ropar says that dharma doesn't change For example Rupa gives always This example of sugar The dharma of sugar is what to, to taste sweet. At any point in time does the sugar taste bitter? Only when I am deceased it tastes bitter. But sugar in its natural state is never bitter. Is it not? Water is always liquid in state. So dharma is to be liquid. Is it not? When you put it in the fridge in an unnatural environment it solidifies. So, like that every jiva has a natural dharma. Huh? That dharma is what? Savai umsam parodharmo yatho bhaktir adhokshate. What is the next line? Ahaituki apratihata yatma suprasihati. Yato bhakti that is the parodharma. To come to the fact that uh, to do devotional service to the Lord, that is the ultimate dharma of of any jiva. This is also called as bhagavata dharma. That is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu classified this goal of a jiva to be the panchan of Urushartha. As I said, Dharma also is the goal of a human existence. You see, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. There are four human ends, or Purushartha it is called as. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, these are none of our business. Our business is Bhakti. So therefore, Bhakti becomes a Pancham Purusha. Our goal is to come to the platform of Yetobhakti uh, Adhokshacha. Bhakti Radhokshacha. To the Adhokshacha we should do Bhakti. That is the goal of human existence. Loving devotional service to the Lord. So that is why um, this is called as topmost dharma or para dharma or bhagavata dharma. This dharma is, is there in the scriptures but it is clearly mentioned in the bhagavatam. Bhagavatam actually rejects all religions just in the second verse of the bhagavatam. What is that verse? Dharma <laughs> satam vedyam vastava matra vasku shivadam tapatrayon molanam dharma projita huh? Kaitava religion means that which is materially motivated what do you mean by materially motivated? that which has the ahammaneti principle in it I am a pati of someone I am a son of someone I am a citizen of a country all this is materially motivated because it is related to my body and Bhagavatam says Bridget, all of that Nirmat Parama Nirmat Sarana who can know this only the saints can know this that's why Krishna says the ultimate what, what should you do Sarva Dharma Anupari Yajya Mahana sharanam in Krishna says this so this is the ultimate religion actually this is the ultimate well religion is another uh, most hated term these days but uh, religion means the, the original occupation of the jiva, uh, religio comes from the root word village yoga means to connect so therefore this Bhagavata Dharma is very important to understand but the problem is this verse says Dharmam to Saksha Bhagavat Pranitam. the problem now is confusion what is, what is that problem even coming to the point of Bhagavata Dharma we have confusions what is that many times even the people who study scriptures they do not understand why Krishna lies why did Krishna ask Yudhishthira Maharaj to lie? Yudhishthira Maharaj is Dharmaraj himself. He says, uh, to, to kill Dronacharya, he says, Ashwatthama patarab. Just go and say Ashwatthama has been killed. Now Yudhishthira Maharaj is now in Dharma It is called. Sankar means he is in a uh, you know, very difficult situation. He is in he's an ironical situation. Oh my God, I am not supposed to lie. But here is Krishna who is asking me to lie but we have to understand dharmam tusakshad bhagavat pranikam means the lord whatever the lord enacts is dharma we have to understand this now let's understand this episode Krishna asking yudhishthira Maharaj to go and say ashwathamahadha go and say ashwathamahadha is that dharma or dharma it is dharma from a mundane perspective, does it look adharma or dharma? Why does it say adharma? Because Ashwathama was not killed, yeah. Is it not? Huh? Now, think about it. I'll give you another example. You have traveled a long distance from Mayapur to Vrindavan. Let's say for example. and you have drove your car from Mayapur to Vrindavan. How many hours does it take? Perhaps 24 hours. To drive. You've reached Vrindavan in the middle of the night to a devotee's house. Okay? you knocked on the door and the devotee Open. and he has to wake up early in the in the morning, or you have sleep at 12 a.m. in the morning, it's Hare Krishna Prabhu I got delayed, sorry Prabhuji uh, and then the devotee says, oh Prabhuji you have come from home please please come, did you have dinner, actually you did not have dinner, now will you remain at a mundane level to say, no Prabhuji, I did not have dinner, or will you say, no no Prabhuji I had good dinner Prabhu, I had packed dinner, I had Dinner. I just want to go and sleep now Is it dharma or adharma to lie? Yeah. You lied to the prajwasi That you had dinner But you did not have dinner What is dharma? It is, it is problem now, isn't it? Yeah. If you speak the truth You are putting him into difficulty If you speak a lie That means you are actually breaking the principles of dharma So what is dharma? What is adharma then? What is dharma? So what was the consciousness? To not trouble the brahjavasi takes a higher precedence. So therefore, it is just not mere speaking the truth in dharma, just not speaking the truth, just doing good activities. That is not dharma. What is the intent of that activity, of speaking that for the, the life, that is dharma. Krishna defines this. So that is why understanding dharma is very difficult. It's not so straightforward, it's just not love thy neighbor, don't throw stones at the neighbors who have glass. It's not so, st- in fact, the dictate given in uh, Christianity, love thy neighbor, people think just go and love your neighbor. That is not the dictat, if they go be, loving neighbor is more difficult than loving a person who is very far away. Loving a person who is very far away is very easy. It's very difficult to love the neighbor, you see. Very <laughs> difficult, because that is where the fight erupts, because he's staying next door. Loving devotee outside is very easy. Loving the children and wife at home is very difficult. Always fights. That is why we say Vaishnava doesn't happen in the temple, it happens at home. You have to be careful. We think Vaishnava means at home, you have to wife and husband. That's why you have to be careful. So we have to understand what is dharma and adharma here. Krishna is saying in this case, it was dharma. Why was it dharma? Because Krishna is not seeing Dronacharya. For Krishna is a Jiva. Dronacharya is a Jiva in the body of an old man. Say so here is a Jiva who is taken a vow to kill 10,000 soldiers every day. You know, Dronacharya has taken a vow. If I don't kill Arjuna, I will finish 10,000 soldiers every day. Huh? So here is a Jiva who is fighting on the Adharma side, on Kaurava's side, Duryodhana's side, first of all. Huh? negative point for that second negative point is he's massacred 10,000 uh, soldiers huh? and he's taken a vow at this age he's committing so many sins he's amassing life after life he's going to take another 100 words for this. so let me complete this remove the body and give him another body that was what Krishna's intent was so you won't tell him Ashwat and the third problem of Brunachal was attached to his son Aham Mami so here is a brahmana of the highest class Dronasar was a very high class dhamma, but because of one selfish reason, you know, Ashwatthama did not have name, he went and joined the Taurava for salary. And now he's become a good employee for the Kauravas. And here he is now the sacred people. So let me take out the old body of Dronasar and give him a good body where he can continue his Sharana. That is what Krishna's intent was. But Yudhishthira was thinking, oh, it's going to break my vow of being truthful. How will I do that? You see? So therefore even Yudhishthira, of course Yudhishthira Maharaj is a very exalted devotee. But the episode in Mahabharata speaks, teaches us a lesson that even that's what this verse is talking about. Huh? Uh, another, another name for Dharmaraj is Vidur. You know Vidur? Vidur also is Dharmaraj. Vidvat ratahaiti Vidura. One who sits on the Vidvat of the culmination of the scriptures. Vidvat means wisdom is called Vidura. Another name for Dharmaraj. Yudhishthira also is Dharmaraj. So he knew the entire culmination of the scriptures. Even he can fall in difficulty to ascertain what's Dharma and Dharma. It's so difficult. Why? Because it's enacted by the principles of the Lord. It is enacted by him. Bhagavat Pranita. Very difficult to understand. So therefore what should we do? We should do what Krishna, Arjuna did in the Bhagavad Gita. He was also confused. I'm a Kshatriya. Should I do my Kshatriya Dharma? Or I'm a Vaishnava? Should I do my Vaishnava dharma? Go and chant in the forest. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I will go and chant. Krishna. Please let me go. Man, he's selling this. So there is, there is always this confusion. Even uh, so, that's why it's very difficult to understand the dharma of the Lord and also to understand what the devotees of the Lord do. When Prabhupada came to the Western world, he got his disciples married. Uh, he was, uh, he was cooking. Sanyasis are not supposed to cook, you know that? Right? They are Niradnikas. nikas means they live on bhiksha. If somebody gives them prashadam, they eat. Otherwise, they don't eat. They don't cook. They don't have any business with the fire. They are called Niradnikas. Prabhupada so, used to cook. Prabhupada used to offer. Prabhupada used to get their disciples married. So, all of what Prabhupada did was not. Com- they, they couldn't comprehend. Mundaners couldn't comprehend. But because he was the topmost bhagavata, because he was following Bhagavata Dharma the mundane religious principles of becoming Niravnika did not apply anymore because he was doing for what? samsiddhi adhaf kumbir vijashreshta varinashram avi bhagashada swanashti if the purpose is to please Hari doesn't matter if I have to break some laws or rules that is the purpose so the consciousness is very important I will tell another uh, simple uh, story. In Vrindavan there was a devotee called Govindadas. Now this devotee was in a very exalted consciousness. Very exalted consciousness. So one day, by doing Govardhan Parikrama, Govindadas was doing Govardhan Parikrama and suddenly he turns towards Govardhan and passes water. Now all the devotees get submitted. My God, you are passing water in front of Govardhan? And they go and complain to the spiritual master. Maharaj, I saw Govindadas doing this. What has happened to him? He has gone mad. In front of Govardhan, he is passing water. This is, very, this is very offensive, Maharaj. Please summon him and teach him a lesson. We can't do Parikrama with you. So they call Govindadas. Now, Govindadas was in such an exalted state of consciousness that many a times he is not even aware of his own body. He goes without eating food for weeks and days together. He was in that consciousness. So Maharaj was in doubt. Govindadas cannot do this. Govinda, can you come here? Yes, Maharaj. please says to my humble obeisances. Is it true what I have heard? Then Govinda says, what did you hear, Maharaj? That you passed water in front of Govardangiri? What is this? I am hearing. Govinda says, is this how Vaishnava behaves? Govita starts laughing. No, Maharaj. You know, then he starts speaking in equation. You know that, that guy, that guy was sitting on my, he is addressing Krishna. That's how he is that guy was sitting on my back and he wants me to become a horse. And I was his horse and uh, I was doing parikrama, and he was also sitting on my back. So I was doing He was doing it in a very strange way. So he was sitting on his back. Krishna was sitting on his back. So that's what his consciousness was. And he was the horse for Krishna. So I told him that I have to pass water Krishna. Get down. He didn't get down. He said, you are, you are a horse. Pass like a horse. <laughs> so I passed like a horse Maharaj. I was a horse then. I was not a vishna, you see, I was an animal. So that was his consciousness. So sometimes in the Braj Bhumi, that's why we have to be very careful when you go to Vrindavan. Devotees there are in a different, that's why we have to interact with the Brajvas only to the level we can understand and comprehend. Otherwise, we don't interact too much because we do not know what consciousness level they are Completely out of body consciousness. Yes, of course, it is not right from a regulative principles perspective. Of course, we come from the preaching movement, so we can't act like Sataji as one nonsense. But this, I just gave you an example, it's very difficult to understand Bhagavata Dharma or Fukavata Dharma, very difficult. So what is the, uh, what is the, then what is the culmination of it and how do we understand A few, uh, maybe a month ago, I was speaking on uh, the pastime of Bhishma passing away of Bhishma and how Bhishma Dev was the, the, the Gandharva in his previous life. And uh, Galvan Gopar asked me a question, was he a pure devotee or not? I had a I had a doubt myself because, if he was not a pure devotee, how come Krishna himself came to him when he was on the deathbed? Huh? So then Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakura actually brings uh, uh, understanding of this tatva. That Bhishmadev, inside Bhishmadev there are two Jivas. One was a Gandharva and one was a pure devotee of the huh? So when the Lord came, when Bhishmadev passed away, he went back to his Parthasarthi Loka. Bhishmadev was that, that devotee or that Jiva who went back to Parthasarthi Loka was the devotee. And the Gandharva goes back to Gandharva Loka. So there are two Jivas inside. So therefore, no doubt Vishnadeva was a pure devotee of the God. But it was not the Gandharva, it was the other Jeeva, it was the real Vishnadeva. So we have gone, so it's quite intricate. So therefore, uh, we have to understand uh, these Tattvas in the Puranas are sometimes difficult to comprehend. And the only way to understand them is the path that Arjuna takes. What does Arjuna take? Karvanya dosho bahatasva prachamitvam dharma sammura cheta dharma sammura cheta mai cheta mai chitta is not able to understand what is my dharma sammura means sammuk this come in front of me i cannot ascertain what is my duty what is, my, what is not my duty krishna
1: prchamitvam dharma sammura
0: cheta yachreyasya what is my what is the shreyas for me what is good for me please tell me yachreyasya nischitam dvugitanme sadhi I surrender unto you Krishna, please, please explain to me what is right and what is wrong. Huh? So, for that, we have to take the instructions from whom is coming in the next verse. mahajana huh? Who are the Mahajans? Who are The spiritual master enunciates the principle of dharma. What is the ultimate dharma was given to us by whom? By Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he came 500 years ago, he said, everything will become clear If you do just one thing, and what is that one thing? Chant the holy name of the Lord. The moment if somebody chants the holy name of the Lord, that is what opens up the secrets of the scriptures, opens the secrets of the Dharma. The devotee doesn't even have to contemplate whether something is Dharma or whether something is Adharma. Whatever the devotee does will become Dharma. For example, when Valmiki you know the story of Valmiki, right? when the two birds were there, the hunter killed the bird, Valmiki curses the hunter, you see, then for a moment he curses the hunter, let the hunter be killed, you know, that's what he thought he's cursing, but then Ramaji comes and glorifies Valmiki, oh what a glorious verse, Valmiki says, Ramaji, I actually cursed the hunter and you are saying it's a glorious verse, no, you didn't curse the hunter, this is the verse paving the way for the glorious scripture, Ramayana. So, even unknowingly the curse also is a glorification of the Lord so unknowingly also a devotee cannot curse unknowingly also a devotee cannot speak ill about someone why? because he is always guided by the vibrations of the Holy Name so therefore Holy Name has this potency Uh, that's what Ajamiya the whole chapter if you see is about that how Vila was protected by chanting the holy name of the Lord. How powerful this holy name is. Now one does not have to endeavour too much to understand Dharma and Adharma. Just by chanting the names, things can get very clear. So, I'll stop here. So that is the whole crux of this verse, uh, what, how I understood is Dharma to Saksha, Bhagat to ascertain. I'll just summarise. It's very difficult, uh, especially for an embodied jiva, to ascertain what is Dharma and what is Adharma. But it becomes very easy and um, very clear when we follow in the footsteps of the Mahajans, when we chant the holy name, when we serve the devotees, when they give us instructions, it becomes very clear. Uh, when we accept those instructions as our guardians. Uh, therefore, otherwise, it is not even understood by such ex- exalted personalities. If those people cannot understand what we are modules like us. So that's the understanding of this verse. So I'll stop here. Is there any questions Yes, i Thank you very much for. Dhanasamati and Dharitoshan, two important things I like I've got one question in my mind. In Panath Tattwa, Pandit is there, you next to Kipin Now Gadadha Pandit. why he has to be there in Panath Tattwa? Because Chitin Mahabharam is Radha and Krishna. So why actually, <laughs> he has to come in Panath you understand, my, you understand Yeah, there's my little understanding. additional one person. Yeah. one. Coming in. Other yeah. other Our whole movement is based on... I have to probably switch off that. Although it is not related to this, this My little understanding, our movement is based on make one main thing which is called seva. So, Gadadhar manifests in a bunch of the Panchandra to do the seva while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is absorbed in the mood of Radha uh, Krishna. So, Gadadhar Pandit is there to do seva of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah. Ex- yes, there is one the Krishna. Yes. Um, and the life of the is the eternal Yes. So even though the is uh, well, what you is in the mood the he's still a Christian. It's a fairly obvious life in our He's the eternal right. So he comes to self he, uh, What I from Lal Govinda, that's it. That is asking Mahaprabhu, please give me that my yeah. mood and my color. Yes. Yeah. He, he, wa- he wants back because he is in so much ecstasy yeah. in Mahaprabhu. Yeah. Krishna They are not separate, but he is there in the mood of Radha Krishna. And color. And color. color. <laughs> Where did talk about Cypher? Cypher? Where did you talk about Cypher? Ah, the provost is this. Largo is the Cypher. Uh, and he tells so many nice things. Which we are not. So he must have some. some and many of them we have heard One Yes. in this uh, uh, what did it is say that even the demigods are not aware of this religious principles and the position of the God? so how to understand that how did they got that that position of a demigod without knowing all this <coughs> um, now, the position of a devata could be various, Like The devata also could be like, we could go to the devata loka. You could go become a dityadhara or a chavana or could become a gandharva. The devata loka is there for, in one sense, to expire our pious credits. It doesn't mean they are on the parodharma. Paradharma means that which is the spiritual level or a transcendental. Level. But at the same time, it doesn't mean all denigodic. It means that all denigods don't understand doesn't mean that. What it means is even though if someone goes and becomes a devata, it doesn't mean that he will be revealed the Bhagavat Principles or the Bhagavata Dharma. One can still be a devata and not be a Bhagavata. That's the understanding. But that doesn't mean all devatas do not understand the principles. That's one way of the understanding. Second, second principle to understand is this Bhagavata Dharma is is not available for anyone who is not surrendered to the Supreme Personality of God. That is the understanding. For example, uh, in our Sampradaya, if you really see, Brahmadev is a deva, he is a demigod in one sense. But he is our Acharya. So does he understand the religious principles? Of course he understands the religious principles, but they never claim that they understand the religious principles. Because it is never easy to understand the entirety of the religious principles in full. Does it make sense? So when Vamadeva came, as in Indra's day, as in Upendra. Everybody thought what was, what was Dharma, what was Adharma, they, they could ascertain, but they did not know when the Lord Himself has come. Indra, they wanted His position back, but in fact, He could have asked something better. So, so Devatas sometimes get bewildered because of the opulence that they are in and because they get carried away sometimes. So, therefore, the understanding is not all Devatas are. But at the same time, there are devatas who are exalted personalities like Giyamraj, which we will see in the next verse actually, where we talk about 12 12 Mahajans. In fact, uh, if you see Bhishma, Bhishma is one of the Mahajans. He is a Gandharva in one sense, so he is also a Devata in one sense, but there he is a Mahajan, he is a devotee. So what it means is, unless one comes to the point of surrendering to the Lord, Sarvadharmam Parityaja, that I am not a devata, I am not a demigod, but I am a sold out servant of the Supreme Lord, one cannot understand the dharma so easily. That is how I understood the project. If they remain at the Vedavada Rathapa, if they remain under the ritualistic understanding of the shastras, they will still be under the three modes of material nature. Krishna and the principles of paradharma Dharma can only be understood who is beyond the three modes of material nature, which is Shuddha Sattva. Uh, until then, this will not be revealed to such person like That's my understanding Yes. Uh, Prabhupadaji, every day I want to chant when I wake up but I can't, I don't feel like chanting. How can I chant attentively? Can you switch that off? Okay, the question is, every day I want to chant. So, um, we spoke about this here today. It is called as Manoan the mind, you see, when you think that you want to chant attentively, just when you ask that question, your mind wants to chant. But when you sit to chant, the same mind says, don't chant, do something else. So that's what the mind does, it tricks you, you see. And then afterwards, the mind chastises you, it says, what a bad boy you are, you didn't chant, you should chant. And when you hold the beat, the mind says, you do, better some, you do something better now, don't chant, you see. That's what the mind does. So what did Arjuna do? Arjuna also was in that same situation. His mind was confused. Shall I run away from the battle or shall I start fighting? What should I do? So what did Arjuna do? Start fighting. No. What did he do first? He asked Krishna, guide me, Krishna, help me. In the same way, you should also take guidance from Krishna before Krishna. Who can you take guidance from? You can take guidance from your parents. So ask your parents to help you. Tell your dad the previous night that dad tomorrow morning I want to chant. Even if my mind tricks, you catch hold of me and make me chant, you see? So he will protect you from your mind, from deviating you from chanting. That's what the devotees do. We take help from other devotees to help us. I also do the same. Does it answer your question? Yes. <laughs> You're happy? Okay, thank you, question Yes, I I am probably. what is Pharisakti Luka? Uh, Parthasarthi uh, Parthasarthi I, always, always, I didn't mention because Dev always envisioned the Lord in a specific way and he wanted to see Krishna dressed and appear in a specific way
1: and that way was when Krishna
0: was the charioteer of Arjuna huh? he was sitting as a charioteer of Arjuna and his face had uh, you know, mud dirty with mud and sprinkles of blood in the war field. And he was dirty. So he was Partha Sarathi. So Krishna loved to see Krishna like that. So that is his devata He wants to see Krishna like that. Like a warrior. Huh? You know when Krishna marches towards Krishna. He lifts the wheel of a chariot. And marches towards him. Just like an elephant marches towards Krishna. And Krishna loves it. Wow oh, look at Krishna you see. And his chagra is falling down. And Krishna there is looking at him. And in his beautiful hair, Krishna is called Kesra. His beautiful hair is muddy because of the sand of the war field. And then his his beads of sweat is falling down. And Vishnu Dev just loves to see Krishna like that. Like Bharata So therefore Lord created one specific loka for him. Okay, Barthasarati Loka. You can see me there like that. And there's constant war with Vishnu Dev there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I understand. I might be wrong, but that's what I understand. Does it make sense? Yes, really. Does it satisfy you? Yes. yes. The ma'am. different meanings of dharma, if you can just summarize the meaning of the word dharma, which So, dharma has no many connotations. So, dharma means the goal of life. It can also be the purushartha, which is kama moksha. Mm-hmm. Dharma means the religiosity or the activities or the duty one has to do in this, based on this. External or internal circumstances, Paradharma and uh, uh, Swadharma. Uh, dharma also means uh, the intrinsic nature of a spiritual being. Uh, so, in these ways, we can understand different connotations of Dharma. So, it is very difficult which one to apply when have classifications Dharma, Adharma. Dharma is Swadharma and Paradharma. Like dharma is also money for some people mari <laughs> ermis the